0: I'm Amanda. I'm Jessie. In this podcast, we talk about the joys of motherhood as well as the
1: experiences that have altered us along the way. We've created a safe space to talk about the hard and unconventional alongside the beauty, and we want you to feel confident in the decisions that you make as a mother. Welcome to the Motherhood Collective Co. Let's talk. I, you. <laughs> I know. I get my, it's like a Protected? comfort. It's like a comfort cushion. <laughs> when i recorded that episode with kate and i was still like pretty fresh postpartum and i was like i had this leg up and then i had all this extra skin like folded over my oh my (laughs) gosh whatever okay never again (sighs) never ever again
0: (laughs) okay my friend had such an interest she told me this like really interesting theory the other night she was like what if after you have multiple c-sections or even just like one c-section the reason people have like a like a shelf or like a pooch of any kind is like our body's way of trying to protect that area that had like a major wound and I was like that is so interesting that makes me want to like go home and tell my body it's safe (laughs) it's safe it's okay we're not gonna get sliced Uh, open like unknowingly but no I
1: I still have such a hard time with that oh yeah my scar this time is so different than it was with Noah. is it
0: how come? Well, it's bigger. Well, isn't
1: huh? your, u- is your, the T is only on your uterus. Mm-hmm. So you can't see that from the outside. No, no, no. It, they cut over my incision poorly and then they extended it up on that one side, on that right side. So that's external. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems darker at hmm. eight months postpartum yeah. than it did when I was pregnant with Noah. And my stomach went like so flat. Hmm. after I had Noah and I'm just having, and maybe it's just my age. I'm 30.
0: I think you look I'm 31. Great.
1: I think you look great. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen me naked. <laughs> oh, Did you just say you're 38? No, I'm 31. <laughs> I said, wait, I had to do the math. Cause like it's 2024. I was born in 1992. I'll be 32 in September. I'm 31 right now. <laughs> Took me a minute like, to uh, get there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was, like, interesting, but... Welcome back to the Motherhood Collective Co. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we are doing the marriage QA. So we <laughs> planned on releasing this episode right after we did our Improving Marriage After Kids episode, but then I got sick, so we released another episode, and now we're <laughs> circling back to that episode. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. Yeah. Um, and we're going to answer you guys' questions and give your comments, because we asked you guys... On our Instagram page to tell us what you wanted to add to the episode yeah. or ask questions. Both. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's let's just like answer some kind of icebreaker first. Okay. Do you have a question? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, we should like open with like just a fun random question. Um,
1: Look on the icebreaker question also, I hope after our marriage episode you guys had a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. And that intimacy was fun and lighthearted and easy. Yeah. I hope that was good for everybody. Um I don't know.
0: Maybe like what is your biggest like mom win and mom fail Ooh. of the week?
1: Let's just do that every episode. That's great. Okay. I love that. Yeah, it just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. You go first. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. I,
0: um, okay. Well, my I, my biggest mom fail came to mind immediately because it happened today. I hit Sunny in the face with a weight. Oh, I was working no. out. I was doing like bent over like rows. Yeah. And uh, she walked up behind me and I just like hit her in the face. <gasps> And that was so sad. Actually, no, Good. um, she has plenty of other bruises. Cause she like ran into the countertop corner. She has a black eye right now and just stuff like that. But, um, no, we did ice, but I felt horrible. That hasn't happened very often where like I physically hurt my kids on accident, but it's awful. Yeah. It's Mom awful. You're like, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> how do you like make sure they know that that was not intentional? Like it was so sad. Um, um, and it was, like, my last rep, too. So I feel like I was, like, really just, like, yanking the weights up. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sad. Aww. Um, Mom, when I feel like... I just think the way that, like, Sunny has been speaking about the Lord, I feel like I could just be having such a bad day. And I just know that she knows him because of the things she sees in her dreams and the way that she describes angels in her room and you know how quickly she asks me to pray that was also just like heartbreaking after i hurt her she's like can you pray to (laughs) jesus for healing and like she's such a sweet girl like i am like even just being a fly on the wall when she's around ledger she just is so so sweet to him like i was in the shower and she didn't know that i was watching her and I was taking like a full shower today because we're traveling tomorrow. So I wanted to shave. I wanted to like scrub my hair, you know, all of it. And I, Ledger was not having it. He was so upset. And <laughs> I like peeked my head around a little bit because he kind of like started settling down. And she had ran into my into my closet and she had picked out um one of his toys and a pacifier. He does not take pacifiers. And she started putting the pacifier in his mouth and was rocking his little bouncer, Aww. kissing him on the head. All this stuff where I'm just like, You don't even know you're being watched right now. And you're just genuinely this sweet of a little girl, you know? Yeah. And I just think anytime that happens, I'm like, okay, we're doing something right. Even though sometimes it's easier to be like, okay, we're doing everything wrong. Yeah. You know,
1: what about you? My (laughs) mom fail happened like literally four hours ago. (laughs) So Noah is also a very good Older sibling, but he is not gentle, Mm. so I have to watch him because he's the play make you happy. Like if I tell Noah, like, can you make Lily happy? Like Mm -hmm. she's gonna be giggling in the other room because he's like fake laughing or dancing or making goofy faces Mm -hmm. or whatever. So he's like constantly trying to get her to laugh. Well, today we were gonna go on a walk (laughs) when I got back from the DNV. And which was not a fun experience. Never. I had to take a photo for my license. I had a mom button on the top of my head. I did not know I was gonna have to take a photo <laughs> because I lost my license. I thought You're they like, would just carry me a new the picture one. over. She, the lady was so nice. I'm like, oh, I have to take a picture, and she like laughed. She's like, <laughs> yeah, because so I had just got my lashes done, no makeup on. Yeah. my hair is in a mom uh-huh. bun, so I don't know if that's a mom fail, but that's uh, definitely that a fail. but that is so. But I was trying to get them out the door because I had just made um, the dough for buns mm-hmm. for burgers and they needed to proof for like an hour before like as a whole before I split them all up and they proofed for the second rise. So I'm like, OK, we've got an hour. Let's go. Let's walk around the subdivision. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not yelling, but. Noah let's go let's go like I was yelling but not mean like I was trying to get his attention he was in the school room yeah. and I was in the mud room like Noah let's go let's go thinking he was just gonna come and then I would go grab Lily yeah. you Now he <laughs> grabs Lily and proceeds to run down the hallway oh no poor kid is in socks he tripped and fell oh Lily's no Lily's face smacked into the um, legs of our bar stools oh she, you should see her she's got a whole stripe right here had a big fat bloody oh, lip no. And then Noah was really upset with himself. And I just felt like, okay, I should have one been more specific in what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Not taking my eyes off Right. I know. Because that happens a lot where Noah is excited Mm -hmm. about something and then totally ends up crying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think mom win. I don't know. I'm not that introspective right now, but we did a lot of walks outside. And because we moved into this house two weeks before I have Lily, Mm -hmm. maybe it's three And it was such a new construction zone that whole summer. We didn't walk outside really. True. Yeah. Um, It's just mud Mm -hmm. to look at and a lot of construction workers. And that's just not what you're doing. Yeah. And then it was winter. So then it's been, it's been nice. So this last week I've made sure we've been outside like two hours on a walk every day. Yeah. And we've either, we went to the lake and walked or we've been walking around the subdivision. And it's like, it's been really good because it's Mm -hmm. starting to feel like, okay, this is home now. Totally. Eight months later, Mm -hmm. nine months later. Yeah. I guess that's my win yeah
0: yeah you're really good about getting out and about and doing stuff
1: yeah but we're still at home so Mm -hmm. it's foreign to me because Mm -hmm. I've also been tracking my spending all month oh wow um because like I think I got a little out of hand and you know I paid our credit card bill last month and I'm like okay I don't understand where this is all coming Mm -hmm. so every time I've swiped my credit card or bought something online I've been like tracking it in my notes app like what it was yeah because you can always go back and look at your transactions Uh and you're like well what was that what what yeah totally so um i've been more mindful i haven't done a single like random target trip this year i don't even think i've walked into target in february i've just done online that's really good
0: i know i haven't i have not done any of that i did just like i guess that's a mom win i feel like this week is the first week that i've physically gone somewhere with both kids and i've gotten them out of the car And we've gone in somewhere. This sounds so ridiculous, but all I've ever done with them is like, if it's not a drive through or a pickup order or something that they can stay in the car for, I'm not going while they're with me (laughs) because it just was like so overwhelming. The idea of loading them up and unloading them and where do they go and all this stuff. Um, And so the other day we went to World Market. We went to... Um, Trader Joe's mm. and we went to the bakery as well and I would like I was like I could keep Ledger in his car seat and the I can be right next door to Trader Joe's yeah a
1: neighbor across the street owns that
0: they do not yeah like literally
1: right they you know
0: what I've been getting because I'm still not doing sugar but I got like this sausage it's called like a sausage garlic croissant Ooh. oh it's so good. But. I was like, you can, in most carts, you can, you can click the infant car seats Mm -hmm. into just putting it on the top. So you still have the underneath storage Mm -hmm. area and just holding Sunny's hand. And I'm like, okay. And I just did it a couple of times and I'm like, I can do this. This is okay. Like the world opens up. Yeah. I'm like, wait, we could go to world market. Sure. Why not? We could do, you know? And so I'm excited for that transition. Good. I'm glad that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a good win so like s- nobody talks about how weird that transition is where you're just like wait you're not just like grabbing a toddler out of a seat and holding their hand or like physically hold- carrying them in somewhere it's I like
1: i remember i went to panera i remember i posted a picture of it on instagram mm-hmm. and I'm like we did it lily was i think four weeks old mm-hmm. and that was wild mm-hmm. but like i had mine and noah's normal is getting out of the house I know. like we don't stay yeah. in the house so
0: had to go <laughs> yeah that's where the sunny and i are complete opposites it. of you guys we're like <laughs> such homebodies but anyways thanks for listening to yeah. all that shenanigans um, Regularly scheduled content <laughs> some of these i'll just call y'all out some of these were answered in our episode right yeah but maybe not to the extent you wanted which is understandable we kind of just like skim over things sometimes when we don't have you know yeah. All the time. But we'll dive back into some of this stuff. Um, how to be present with my husband when I'm so worried about leaving my baby. I hate leaving her.
1: Don't leave her. You yeah. can be present with your husband and not leave your baby. I think that... Our society is so bad about telling moms that their life is going to be ruined if they don't get their baby to be independent. Mm -hmm. If they're not sleeping independently, if they're not able to stay with the sitter. When if you look at like all of our ancestors and like just biologically human beings or any other mammal, we stay together. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. Okay. It's okay if you do want to leave your baby and go on a date. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But it is okay if you don't want to leave mm-hmm. your baby and go on a date. I don't want to leave Lily. Mm-hmm. So like all of our date nights are going to be planned around what can we do with Lily yeah. being present. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm and at that point, I feel like I'm more able to be present with my husband because um, if she's gone, I'm just freaking out the whole time.
0: That's what I was kind of thinking too is like, are we talking mentally present yeah. or physically present? Because I feel like I'm the same way. I'm only going to be mentally present if my baby is with me. Yeah. I've never left him and I didn't with Sonny with anybody for a really long time. Um, and so we, I mean, we went on a date on Valentine's Day and my parents came over and they watched Sonny and we brought Ledger out to a really nice restaurant and like we had a really good conversation. Yeah. I don't even remember... A single moment where I felt like, oh, we should have, we like, this isn't working because we have a baby. It's like, we put his car seat on top of the table and we were eating steaks and like the servers were stopping by and saying hi to him. But like, we still got to talk. I just think, you know, expectations are a bit adjusted where you're not really like, it's not going to be uninterrupted, but that doesn't mean you can't be present.
1: Yeah. And it's just a short season of time. And as they get older, because I think the first time we left, left Noah he was like 18 months old so yeah but during that time I mean there comes a time a point in time where your baby starts to go to sleep around a normal like bedtime right they yeah. start to get on their own schedule like right now Willie's tired at seven thirty when Noah goes to bed so I put her down in her room most nights she stays asleep until I go get her some nights that's not it but like this weekend, Brady and I get very little time together. He worked all day. I, I was gone most of the day today, and then he had to go set up whatever mm-hmm. downtown. And then tomorrow he's going to be working all day. Um, so today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday for, mm-hmm. you know, we release this on Monday. But, yeah. and then Sunday's really our only day. So I told him, like, we need to be really intentional with the time that we do have. So after you leave, I'm going to put mm-hmm. Lily down in her room mm-hmm. and we're going to do a little date night. Yeah. And we did that with Noah. All the time. Mm -hmm. And you can make your date nights at home special. We talked about that in the episode. But like we were really big into games when Noah was like around, you know, a year to 18 months. Um, We loved those escape room games. I know. Those are so fun. We love escape rooms. So you can get like fun things. Yeah. Fun little drinks, fun movies. Like you can do fun things at home while your baby is asleep upstairs. Mm -hmm. If that's a problem. If you are getting pressure from your husband or you're feeling the pressure like you need to... Um, leave your baby for a date then just practice like your normal run-of-the-mill being present exercises like what are all of your five senses feeling mm-hmm. right now in this moment to try to distract you from the anxiety of leaving your baby like if you know your baby's safe and you're really wanting to do a date night like what are you hearing what are you smelling what are you seeing what are you feeling mm-hmm. um and like just really absorb your husband and mm-hmm. just try to be present but yeah
0: and like i just you could put your baby in a stroller and you could go to a bakery or a coffee shop and grab Mm -hmm. something and like go on a long walk, Mm -hmm. even in the middle of the day. I don't know if everybody's babies are like this, but mine would just fall asleep Mm -hmm. in their stroller if they're in there for long enough. So take advantage of nap time. Chase and I have put both kids in the car and driven till they fallen asleep. And then we park, we get a coffee and we talk Mm -hmm. or we go visit our house or just kind of, you know, try to tailor it to the season of life you're in. But how can we work together to like what what's going to make us both feel the most present i think is important mm-hmm. um i love when my kids are with us i also love when they are sleeping with us yeah. i also love when like we're out with just ledger so i i don't know you just have to kind of determine what is um i think the most relaxing for you yeah what's going to work yeah but try not to put too much pressure on it because I think like the minute we start thinking I should be doing something, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, but you don't feel like you're ready to be doing that. It's just this endless cycle of guilt and frustration and yeah. why can't I be like other people and um, I just think you're
1: you're really not alone. No. And I remember because Lily is eight months. She's almost nine months, right? What? Well, no. on on march 7th so she's eight and a half months wow i know and at this point in time with N- brady i was freaking out because i still couldn't leave she noah nine months. i know wait i'm not past that <laughs> <laughs> <You're still processing. laughs> i know and she's like
0: that's insane she's walking with things yeah, now she's insane. like holding
1: on to things and pushing them and like walking which yeah, just,
0: nine months is when sunny started walking it's like they're a full-blown They're not like a tiny baby anymore. Nine months is like everything changes. Oh, totally.
1: But when Noah was Lily's age, I was having serious anxiety about the fact that I couldn't leave him. We weren't going on dates. Like, is my marriage going to fall into shambles? This time around, I'm like, quote, nine months went by so freaking fast. I'm not ready to go on dates yet. Mm Brady and I are not stressing. We're totally connecting in the time Mm -hmm. that we do have. We've gotten a lot better at time management though. (laughs) And like actually making the time we have count because he's so busy all the time. But um, I do think like having perspective of like, okay, this phase does end and it has so many amazing parts to it that I kind of don't want it to end. Like I'll handle the at-home date nights for as long as I can if it means that this baby wants to sleep on my chest.
0: I totally agree. And maybe I'm just generally a more nostalgic person than most but i can't help but think that someday we'll look back and be like don't you miss when we would have those date nights at home I and know. we'd get interrupted by like tiny feet pitter pattering down the hallway and yes. then we'd put them back to bed and then it'd be me and you again and you know the dishes the sink was full of dishes and and then you're kind of like reflecting someday being like and now we have all the time in the world yeah. and yeah I just, I know we've talked about this before and it's like, you shouldn't just ignore your marriage hoping that someday you have the time for it, but there's, there's a sweetness to this season and it's kind of like, let's laugh about it. Let's embrace it. Let's just kind of do our best. And, um, I think the options are endless. I really do. I think when we stop making it so conventional of like, we need to find a babysitter and go out, Mm -hmm. I think it opens up such a plethora of options that could feel a lot more comfortable for you. I so
1: agree. I agree. We used to like go around and drive and look at houses. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. We would get a drink and like just drive around. Love that. No, mm-hmm. I fall asleep in the car. Mm-hmm. And we'd just like look at houses. Yeah. <laughs> Cause why not?
0: Why not? I know <laughs> driving is so fun. There's something I about agree. driving where you can like, I don't know. It's just your humans that you're <laughs> responsible for are all contained and safe. Yes. And there's just something really relaxing about it. It's nice. Um, When I became a mother, my personality changed and I had to learn how to be a new person. Yes.
1: My personality 100% changed. I went from boss babe, opening my own practice, going to work forever, kids in daycare. um, Your
0: personality must have changed so much that I I would not (laughs) recognize you if you were that person like the way you describe
1: that person I'm like I oh
0: my I could I know. never so
1: I had that too and yeah. I'm so I feel like maybe I'm lucky because Brady just fell in love with that person even more than he was in love with the person I was before I had kids mm. like he do you know he gave me the best compliment the other night we were sitting down I had just put Lily down and then she woke up so I brought her down mm-hmm. with us and I was just breastfeeding her on the couch I'm like okay well let's just watch mm-hmm. a movie or something since she's just gonna be here <laughs> and and he like looked at me and he goes you love what you do so much. Like, I can just tell Mm. you are so fulfilled Mm. and it is so attractive. Mm. And I was just like, thank you. I Mm. really needed that. Yeah, Because, yeah, you do. I think becoming a mother has the potential to completely change who you are for the better because you're like stepping in to a calling given by God and a calling that women for thousands of years Mm -hmm. have had to step into. Yeah. Um, And you do kind of have to get to know yourself, Mm. which can be weird when you're yeah. married. I think we went through that Brady and
0: I. I remember my parents always saying that where they were like the version of your mother or the version of your father that I married is someone I would not even recognize yeah. now because you change. Like we as people that's just what happens you whether you are you're encountering trauma or you're encountering joy or you're just turning another year older there's all these different factors that can just kind of like chip and chip away at us until we are just completely unrecognizable to what we used to be. And hopefully it's for the good, right? That's always the hope. Um, But you do, you change over time. Um, I can't, I'm trying to pinpoint. I think, I don't know if I've changed. I'd have to ask Chase, honestly, and this is bizarre because I feel like I'm generally very self-aware, but
1: I'm just trying to think of what I would have changed. I think it's just like a natural evolution where maybe you don't have to think so hard about it.
0: I think it's it's weird because I feel like maybe I've always been pretty I've always been very sensitive but I think I've gotten a little bit more sensitive maybe since being a mom Um, everything feels like a really big deal to me like if somebody can't come to my daughter's birthday party Mm -hmm. I'm like a wreck you know I think it's just more so like the externalization of my sensitivity kind Mm of pouring out to my kids where I'm like beckoning and begging people to love them and care about them the way that I do and I think that can feel really hurtful and exhausting sometimes because you know we obviously love our kids more than anybody else ever could besides the Lord but you kind of get at least I do sometimes stuck in this cycle of like does but does anybody care about them the way that I do and does anyone know how wonderful they are and does anyone want to recognize like how sweet they are and You just kind of, I've found myself kind of yearning and this is, I guess, not a good thing. I don't know. Kind of yearning for more of a like outsider affirmation on my kids. Yeah, And
1: we've talked about this before, or I've at least commented on it because I felt that after Noah, I grew up, I was born from teenagers. My parents were children when they had me. So Mm -hmm. I grew up with like a thousand aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. because it was all their high school friends. And they were very involved in my life like i'm not even joking i can name like 10 just like right off the Mm -hmm. top of my head um and i had like so many grandparents because Mm -hmm. my grandma my my parents great grandparents were still alive so i was born Mm -hmm. with great great grandparents Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so i had so many people in my circle um that and as i aged they kind of started falling away you know great great grandparents pass away yeah great grandparents pass away aunts and uncles you know aunts and uncles i say the quotations they were my my mom's best Mm -hmm. friends they they all had their own kids and they fell away. Yeah. And then it felt, I don't know. I don't want to say this and sound ungrateful or mean, but I didn't have a very strong like connection to my main family. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I moved to Colorado um, and all of Brady's family lived here when I, when I moved here and now Two of his siblings have moved away with their families. And I went through this hard, hard time. And then my Mm. best friend moved away. She was my employee and she moved away and she loved Noah so much. Mm. Um, And it hurt me to my Mm -hmm. core to lose someone who loved my child. And I had this like these talks with my husband over and over and over. Like who's going to love him? Who's going to love him? He's Mm -hmm. like, we will. Mm -hmm. Brady grew up where I was just his family. Um, and they were constantly moving for his dad's business Mm -hmm. and they they didn't have family around. And he's like, and I'm not lacking anything. He's like, I had such a strong closeness, a strong bond to each, my mom and my dad. And that is all that matters. Mm -hmm. And so he, he like reassured me, like he's got me and you. He doesn't yeah. need anybody else. Everybody else I is know. a bonus. Yeah, And it was like so comforting and I've kind of relaxed on that a bit, mm. but I totally understand where you're coming from yeah. because you want o- other people to love your child. Yeah. And,
0: and I, especially like what you said, you we're pouring our lives out. I actually like had, I had a full bone meltdown the other night. And one of the things I was telling Chase is like, I'm dedicating my life here to this space, to these kids. And I think, and you guys, if you've listened to our podcast regularly, Amanda knows this. I'm just in this season right now where I'm like, why do I feel like I'm not getting any and why is this bothering me so much that I'm not getting any recognition for how hard I'm working and what I feel like I'm doing is a good job, but I'm not hearing that from anybody. And that sounds so millennial of me because it's like, <laughs> we like need that so badly. And I've never been that kind of person. So I don't know where it's, where this is really coming from. Cause Chase will, like I said, he sings my praises all day, but I just, I don't know I don't know and I and I get stuck in these kind of resentment cycles where I'm like why why doesn't so and so ever want to like come over and be with my kids or why why don't they ask for a picture like they've never even met my kids or you know you start kind of thinking this way and you're like and you know how much you love your kids and then you just I get stuck in these cycles you know um and it bothers me because then I'm like well I'll just like I'll enjoy my kids but it's not really like a The way you're saying it, which is like pure and lovely, I'm like, I'll just keep them to myself then, because nobody cares like I do, you know. Um, so that's been bothering me. That's a that's a side of me I don't necessarily recognize outside of being a mom. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is normal because it's a major life change, and we kind of referred to this in one of our last episodes about when you encounter these major life moments, whether you're moving or starting a job or quitting a job or losing a child or, or birthing a child or, you know, all sorts of things, um, your personality can change. So yeah, hold yourself with grace and love. Um, finding time for sex. Did we talk about that?
1: I mean, we've talked about, I don't know if that was a main topic in that episode.
0: We talked about it a lot in our bed sharing. I mean, the the short answer is the time is never going to fall into your lap. No, not when you you're have parent, to like and the
1: more kids you have, the <laughs> the less <laughs> it's going to be spontaneous like yeah. I don't know. I t- I communicate to Brady like if you want sex, you're going to have to foreplay me all day long. Mm-hmm. So like all day long I'm getting kisses mm-hmm. every time he walks through the kitchen mm-hmm. and he does that he's great yeah. and then I know okay mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. live up to what I said yeah.
0: tonight. <laughs> I know I feel
1: like the more the more that you like
0: think about it in your head throughout the day and you don't think like change your thoughts from oh I wonder if we're gonna do this tonight too we are and how can I prepare my mind and my heart and my body wow. or whatever else um and let's you're be tired. let's be honest too like nothing. the time I'm not trying to be sassy, but like (laughs) sex does not take an abundant amount of time. It's all of the forthright, you know, thinking about it and all the preconceived. This is going to take time. This is going to take energy. I'd rather do X, Y, and Z. It's just, I think they're just avoidance mechanisms because when you really break it down, it's like, but do you have 20, 30 minutes? Do you have whatever, you know, to like have an enjoyable experience? Are you already going to go take a shower? Just ask your husband to come take a shower with you. Were you already going to? whatever like fill in the blank and just try to try not to let time i don't know if time but it's hard when your baby like i don't know it's hard when your baby needs support to sleep and when they need like
1: i, I can't tell you how many times lily's been asleep on our bed and we're just on the floor i mean yeah that's, just, that's our life right now that's what yeah. it is i have a nice soft blanket right <laughs> i know but like there we just steal the minutes mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. Um, and it is so valid. It is so valid that your brain's gonna come up with like roadblocks because you're touched out, your hormones aren't supporting a healthy sex drive, you've just went through I don't care how peaceful your birth was, there's some sense of trauma to mm-hmm. something either being cut out of you or birthed through mm-hmm. your vaginal canal. Yeah. Okay. So like you have to have time to process that mm-hmm. and I get it. Um and I know I've said this like three times on our podcast, but Make sure you're orgasming every time you have sex and mm-hmm. then the thought of sex will be easier if it's hard for you. Now it's not hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying like oh motherhood means sex is going to be bad because that's not it at all. In fact, mine and Brady's sex life got so much better after we became parents. So that's not what I'm saying at all, but I am saying if you are having those roadblocks, knowing that you are going to have an orgasm at the end of sex makes it way easier for you to say, "Okay, you got 20 minutes. I'm going to shift my brain to this mode." versus mom mode and let's just go.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so buy a nice vibrator. You know. And
0: honestly, I feel like the benefits psychologically, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, like if you start kind of like diving into even some of the research behind sex and the prevention of long-term disease, I read this article on that the other day. Have you like, did you know that the more you have sex, the more like the less likely you are to encounter disease that leads to death? And it's obviously because cortisol is one of the leading causes of disease, yeah. right? Um, and this is one of the ways that our body can reduce and flush out ex- excess cortisol mm-hmm. that's just building up all day when you're a mom, you know? I feel like anytime you're taking, you're responsible for a being outside of yourself <laughs> for long periods of time, even if that it was a good day, at least for me, I'm still in this state of heightened protection, heightened awareness, heightened senses. Um, It's a lot. There's a running short-term and long-term to-do list in my brain, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you, I texted Chase, I was driving over here and he was like, are you feeling better? Cause we're, we just had a crazy week and we're leaving tomorrow for eight days. And then the day after we get home, we're like taking pictures to list our house. And then we need to leave again for another three days so that they can show our house. And then we're moved. Like it's this whole thing. And he was like, he's been trying really hard to like take things off my plate and help me. And he's like, are you feeling any better? And I'm like, I don't know. My shoulders are tight and my jaw is clenched. So that tells me my body doesn't feel any better, but like I will. I'm getting there. Um. So I don't know if you're a research person like me, that might help you even like, See the benefit of it mm-hmm. beyond improving your marriage because obviously that's important for your marriage. If you need a little like kick in the gut
1: to <laughs> take care of yourself yeah. and, but back you know the questions like where do you find the time? Just don't put so much pressure on what it needs to look like. It can be on the floor of your bedroom, like your baby's asleep in the mm-hmm. bed. Like, that really is okay. Yeah, it can be downstairs and the, on the couch. It can be you know whatever little moments you have. Yeah, and just make it work. And we have to like somehow make it
0: as important in our brains as the laundry and our sleep and all the other things that you're trying to kind of fill in the blanks mm-hmm. with that same time. Yeah. I agree. So. Um, that's pretty similar intimacy when your baby will only sleep on you or close prox- proximity we co-sleep with our first and now having a second and coordinating int- intimacy has been really difficult we i think we've talked about this a lot with co-sleeping
1: we have go back and listen to our some of our bed sharing episodes and again <laughs> way you whispered that. what i did <laughs> you got all quiet when you said bed sharing well, because I had to think about what did we call it? Cause oh, we call it co-sleeping, bed sharing, whatever. Yeah, we do. I, think I it was know. Our bed sharing if your baby's also. in your bed, it's
0: called co- it's considered bed sharing because yeah. I guess co-sleeping could mean your baby's just in your room.
1: Yeah, but like just do what I do and do it on the floor. <laughs> Eventually, you'll have your bed back <laughs> or a different room. Yeah, um, but like I get like sometimes. And if your baby, it's hard though. Like if your if baby your wakes wake up, up, yeah,
0: like could you put them in a bouncer and go in another room before you put them down for bed? Yeah. You know, like ledger will chill in his bouncer for endless amounts of time. (laughs) He loves that thing. So I don't know if you can like, just that's my key, like put him in there and then I can go do this and this and this and this and that. And I don't know if you like have a safe place that you can put your baby while they're still content and they're Mm -hmm. not overtired and they haven't started the bedtime
1: process yet. But um, if they're like really little and because the, there was a lot of time where Lily literally needed to have my boob in her mouth to sleep. Oh, that's And I ledger, just wasn't yeah. having mm-hmm. sex at that point in time. It just wasn't, we were not very active then. And that's just what it was. And I knew in my head, because I've done this before, this is so temporary. It's going to be okay. Brady and I were finding other ways to connect. There was lots of cuddling. There was lots of other things, but... Just give yourself some time. I just, I don't know how it It's a season
0: and like you have nothing to prove. And it, you guys are probably both feeling the weight of having a young baby or the transition from one to two. Yeah. And just keep reminding each other that this is a season and this will pass and there's good here. And, um, I don't know, cause that that like kind of reminds me of what you were just saying about date nights. It's like the minute that we start saying we should, we should, we should, because all these other people are, or because this person said I should, or because whatever. But you're not feeling ready in your body or your mind, yeah. or your or, or, or like maybe you did have a really traumatic birth or whatever it is. Um, there needs to be space and grace for yeah. that as well. It and can't lots of
1: communication. We yeah, spend open communication.
0: Yeah. Why doesn't my husband understand my hormones and my emotions change drastically postpartum?
1: Ooh. Because <laughs> he's not. <laughs> because no one told they him. They have no, yeah, they there. no conceptualizing that. We cannot expect our husbands to know and understand our bodies when we aren't even taught to understand our bodies. Yeah. That is a, an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, It is a cliff your husband will fall off of and die on mm-hmm. because like it's just it's unreasonable. So teach him. Do you understand your hormones and what happens if not? I will say go back and listen to our sex ed episode because I break down mm-hmm. your hormones and that's like a normal monthly hormone but like hormone cycle, but just understanding that will do you wonders because we talk a lot about the role of each hormone and when you don't have those hormones in your body, you can educate your husband yeah. on that. But like do you understand exactly what's going on in your body every month? and if you don't learn Mm -hmm. that way you can teach your husband and i don't know how now if the question was how can i get my husband to care about this i don't know if i would have a very great answer for that but if the question is why doesn't my husband know well it's probably because he hasn't been told and maybe he hasn't been told in a way that's not attacking because maybe the only time that you're thinking about it is when you guys are in an argument or when he's saying like why don't you know he's feeling rejected and hurt and he's coming at to you in a place of anger and you're responding in a place of anger. Right. So when the when it's calm, when mm. in, you're in a good like connected state, like hey, I'd really like to tell you a little bit about what's going on in my body so that we both have like firmer ground to stand yeah. on. <laughs> totally. And
0: I in that that episode that we recorded last Valentine's Day had a lot of information in there about it hormones. Did. What I also think is so I think that this can be the growth or the detriment of a lot of marriages is we cannot and you kind of said this but we cannot expect each other to understand the load emotionally mentally or physically that the other is carrying and that are that they are called to carry um and i find it interesting that you know our cross as women that we're called to bear bearing children raising children um and the cross that men are are to bear is pro- providing for their families and working. And um, the minute that one of us or both of us try to go back and forth and say, but you don't understand, but you don't understand. I have it harder. No, I have it harder. Mm-hmm. that And I'm not saying this person is or isn't doing that. It just sparked my thought process yeah. behind we have to, There is there's an aspect of being a woman and being a mother that we have to bear it. And we have to um, carry it and and do the best that we can without the expectation that our husband will ever understand. Yeah. Because my husband's never going to understand what it feels like to to physically lose a baby from my own body, no. right? But that was one of the biggest um, problems or or hurdles that we had to come across was after my first miscarriage, and then even after my second one, I could not understand why he didn't understand the gravity of what mm. i was feeling he was sad he he cried he was he was heartbroken but it wasn't it wasn't to the extent that i felt yeah it wasn't like a in my deep, own body. soul
1: changing mm-hmm. yeah. he doesn't
0: feel the the loss with him most yeah. days like i do or like remember that in their body in his body how could he no and so now that i'm in a healthier place it's like how could he he wasn't the one that that sat there and 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 peed on a stick and found out that he was pregnant he wasn't the one that connected with his baby and had all these hormones pumping through his body and he wasn't the one that had to bleed out and see all the things that i saw and and try like try to try to give your husband the benefit of the doubt in that sense of like but also I will never understand what it feels like to carry the expectation and the weight of providing for my family mm-hmm. on my shoulders with my own business that I am solely mm-hmm. in charge of. And if I do something wrong, we're, we 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 don't have a safety net. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. And so um, I just think sometimes perspective is helpful, right? Because yeah. being a woman is hard and being a man is hard. And both of our roles are hard in their own ways. Um, yeah. I agree. I just think about that a lot of like, yeah, I I try so hard to get him to understand certain things. And then I'm like, you don't, and that's okay. You don't understand what it's like to nurse a baby for two years and feel like irked by anyone wanting to touch you, you know,
1: doesn't. And I think we live in a society that, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this. Say it. (laughs) Say it. Um, Feminists have (laughs) like really made it to where, women want to be men or are put in men's roles mm-hmm. where women are providers, where mm-hmm. we are like equaled out so much that we have lost the appreciation of how different we actually are. Yeah, Like when Brady and I got married, cause I grew up, both of my parents were working. My mom made most of the money. Um, and that was a big problem. Like there was mm-hmm. tension with my, my parents because mm-hmm. of that. And so I just saw like, Oh, my mom went out, made her own money and we got to go do like I was a cheerleader and you know if my mom wanted to shop she went shopping you know what I mean like we we did the things because my mom made money so I grew up thinking like, well I'm gonna make my own money mm-hmm. I'm never gonna depend on a man I'm not doing that yeah. and um, I've said this before Brady and I listened to that audio book when we were driving home from our honeymoon because f- we flew into Missouri it's a 14-hour drive and one of the things they said in there is like no actually scientifically men and women's brains are so different so different yeah so let me he and he was saying let me teach you about each one of these these things like the nuances of a woman's brain the nuances of a man's brain from a scientific standpoint Mm -hmm. so you can understand this isn't me being a bigot. This mm-hmm. isn't me being, you know, I don't know, putting women down. This is just literally how God created us each. Mm. And we are both so different. We think different. We operate different on a cellular level. Mm-hmm. And we lose appreciation for that yeah. because in today's society, it is not okay mm-hmm. to get up and say, yeah, no, I'm a woman. I am different than a man. Yeah. A man actually can do this better than mm-hmm. me. Like, how dare you say that a man <laughs> is stronger than a woman? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's just, I used it to feel like me. such
0: a jerk because I would feel like, <laughs> maybe I
1: shouldn't say this,
0: <laughs> but like, I, I just grew up feeling a lot more, <laughs> I appreciated when a man was in the role of a leader in my life, yeah. even in like in a classroom yeah. on the basketball court in the softball fields. And anytime that there was a woman in place as one of my coaches, um, I felt like it was so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I just, but then the, I feel like the best coaches that I had were men who stepped into that role and I just felt this like admiration and respect for them. And I'm not saying women shouldn't coach not That's why this is getting kind of messy. But like, I just think that there's something about a man in a leadership position um, that feels very natural and it feels very easy to follow suit yeah. in. Um, and I just saw that in myself kind of like craving that even when I was younger, like growing up, it just felt so natural to me. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like we already need to be like, disclaimer, it's okay. If you work, it's okay. If you coach, it's okay. If you're a teacher, like, (laughs) please take all this with a grain of salt. This was kind of a, a random tangent, but I think the bottom line is, men and women are different Mm -hmm. and we've been called to different things by our creator. So if he designed us, he knows what we can handle and what we can't. And he knows what um, roles that would bring out the best in us. Yeah. Cause we let's, let's be honest, we can go against God's will anytime that we want and we could do whatever we want. Right. But I think that there's something really special about what he called us to. Yeah. And I've just always been really intrigued by that. Like, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. And back to the original question, which we veered way far off of. of why doesn't my husband care? And it might just be because he doesn't know. So, right? That's yeah. what we we're answering. <laughs> why does... I was like, uh... Or why doesn't he know? Why doesn't he, has, he, not why that doesn't why he doesn't understand? Why doesn't he understand? Because he just legit doesn't understand. Yeah. We aren't... America does not teach us this stuff. And I feel like, like, like men are so
0: awful. much more simplistically wired than yeah. women like there's this book called the waffle brain and the spaghetti brain or something like that i'm sure everyone has heard this analogy where men ha- have waffle brains women have spaghetti brains in the sense that like men have all these little compartments that they can put things in and they can remember and they're like oh yep i'm shutting the door to work right now i'm shutting the door to home life i'm shutting the, and then they can like f- completely go into another box <laughs> and not think about any of their other boxes the analogy
1: the analogy that that um Audiobook gave was like yeah. men have to physically take their record and pick it up and put it on a different record player. Like, yes, they have to physically switch tracks. It's like
0: click into yeah. different mode now, and, yeah.
1: But they can't like, multi- the, yeah, there's so yeah. many examples, and but, then, Yeah, And then, and then
0: women, it's like a, a bowl, Everything, a plate of spaghetti. It's like, where does one noodle <laughs> end and the next begin? Like, <laughs> no one knows, but no, like, know. it is. And that's one of Chase and I's biggest thing that we go back and forth with sometimes. Uh. He'll be like, okay, you're kind of losing me. Like, we need to stay on topic. And I'm like, this is the same topic. (laughs) And he's like, it's actually not. And I'm like, no, let me tell you. I'll backtrack all the way around my spaghetti bowl, right? And tell you how this was (laughs) the same topic. But... And I, I just think that we can we can either go one of two ways we can get frustrated that the other person doesn't completely understand and they're not wired exactly like us or we can get curious and appreciate the difference yeah. that's that's designed within us but it is fr- it's I I do want to validate this mom and say it's it is lonely and it's hard mm-hmm. when you feel like the one person who should understand what you're going Isn't through inhale. doesn't yeah um and those are just physiological changes that they will never endure um but staying vulnerable and staying kind and staying soft i think is a really yeah. helpful tool when communicating because i think you're right if things are always um discussed in a heated manner mm-hmm. there's just going to be resentment built around the topic yeah talk and about it when there's connection
1: for yes, sure
0: yes totally for sure Um, have you guys ever taken any vitamins or supplements to help with sexual intimacy and desire?
1: I know that bonafide. So I get DMs about this a lot. What's the supplement that you talk about in the sex ed episodes? Bonafide, um, and the suppositories reverie, but they also sell, um, again, same company bonafide. They sell a supplement called Ristella and it is for that. Um, I haven't taken it. And I don't know if I felt the need to because I think I have such a deep understanding of why I'm not just like spontaneously horny right yeah. Like I'm not a teenager anymore. I've got kids. I've got hormones. I've got all these things. Right. But like that is a valid concern. And they do. There are supplements for that. That I, if I felt like I needed one, I mm. would take one. Yeah. That would be fine.
0: I feel like when in doubt, just like go buy a really high quality magnesium supplement because isn't magnesium what we need in our bodies to like... It's responsible for... It's responsible for so much
1: cellular function. Yes. Like, you, like you you so really many different <laughs>
0: things within your body. Yeah. I feel like if you're feeling like you need to do something, um, I and feel then like I was
1: just And I was just at Whole Foods and I did see, um, I want to say the name of the brand because I can see it in my head and Gaia maybe. Anyways, I know that like in their women's section, they have supplements. I saw it there because I was looking for a postnatal supplement. Um, and they do have supplements there for like healthy arousal women. It's geared a lot towards like menopausal women, which technically if you're breastfeeding and you're not having a cycle, you are menopausal. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be totally fine to take. Okay. I just, two things just came to my mind. (laughs) And the
0: only reason this came to my mind is because when Chase and I were going through miscarriage, we obviously went through the ringer of supplements. And at one point we, we both noticed that like, we were a lot more like, we need to have sex. And we're like, why is that? Okay, maca root powder. Mm-hmm. And then psyllium husks. Mm. <laughs> we we were on like a fertility thing that we I literally had just Googled because we hadn't been able to see any of the doctors yet. And we were putting psyllium husks and maca root powder into our smoothies every morning. And I think with a quick like Google search, we could confirm that both of those uptick your your sexual desire your libido so go try those yeah. um sneak them into your smoothies in the morning I I don't know outside of that that was kind of like an accident that we realized like oh I remember at one point Chase was like I can't take this every day unless like I'm staying home from work <laughs> um yeah Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It's not only proven to increase sexual desire, it's also showed to decrease sexual dysfunction, whatever Mm. that means. Nice. So there you go. You can just buy that at Sprouts. It just comes in like a powder form and you can put it in your smoothies. Okay, next. Oh, yeah. I was looking at pictures. Okay. (laughs) Um,. I mean, we've kind of answered how to find the energy for intimacy when you're touched out. We kind of talked about that. Um, Bottom line, you're never going to feel like it. And um, when you have babies clinging to you all day long, it's just not, it's not going to feel natural to ask for more affection from anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this one says solutions for feeling touched out
1: and so exhausted at the end of the day. Make sure you have a good vibrator and orgasm every time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brady and I also have a pact that afterwards I get five minutes of back scratches. Oh, so afterwards, yes. Oh,
0: <laughs> not before. I, I no. like, I like getting a back massage beforehand.
1: I no, that will put me to sleep. So like, I he used to try and do that beforehand, but I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, you, you're just knocking me uh-huh. out. This is not the way to rev-, rev me up. But like afterwards, I know I'm getting an orgasm and I'm getting scratched to sleep. So yeah. like, let's go. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> I'm like touched a, out. I've had a hard day. Uh-huh.
0: Let's go. Yeah. And then I feel like it just like resetting your nervous system to be able to just have a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah Mana has... I feel like you had really good recommendations of all of that stuff. We keep referring to this episode, but I feel like it's so relevant.
1: Yeah. I think it, um, I just put it on our stories. I think it's episode 14. Oh, it's in the show notes for the intimacy and in marriage episode. Okay. Um. It's episode 14. <clears throat> just go back. Get a vibrator. They're nice. Yeah. I feel like... And Oh, and I will say, okay, because I have had a lot of women reach out. and am like, yeah, I've been having pain with sex and all of this stuff because I talked about that in that episode. And it was something Noah or I struggled with a lot after Noah and something I learned in pelvic floor physical therapy because it's usually like a combination of low estrogen, pelvic floor dysfunction, um, a very fast way to shut down the nerves that are controlling nociception, which is pain to the vaginal canal, is to place vibration – on your clitoris so really? like having yeah we have like a little bullet vibrator that i literally use just for like mm-hmm. when it's this is so graphic but like literally when, when it's going in because yeah. that it hurts mm-hmm. still right now but that will literally shut it off and i'm fine like mm. literally only need it for 10 seconds that's so interesting yeah so if you're having that problem that was something that was a trick i learned in public forums because i feel like you cannot have like you can't orgasm if you're in pain i know but so if you're having pain when he's going in, it feels like ripping, tearing, because that's that's my problem when I after I have kids, is mm-hmm. low estrogen stuff. So vibrator to stimulate mm-hmm. while he's going in, then you'll be fine. Yeah,
0: that sounds great. <laughs> um, I mean that's that's pretty much it. So I if you like have anything else, did there? someone
1: DM us something? Oh yes, yes. Okay, 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 okay. You're right. That just like, it's in the general. So go to general.
0: I kind of feel like I read something about like not being able to climax or something.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Dang it. Now where is it at? And I said, I got you.
0: I know. I feel like I responded to one.
1: Oh, my message is too long for the question Box for the next episode, but I'm wanting some help setting myself up for success during immediate postpartum. I'm expecting my second baby in May. How do I show my husband what I need him to do without coming across as super needy or demanding? I almost want to make a list for him of what needs to be done daily and what I need from him. Example, laundry, dishes, toy pickup around the house, make me food, make sure I drink water. I feel like a brat writing a list, but it feels easier for him to look at the list than having to be asked when I'll be down and out. With a new baby please do that mm-hmm. please be so literal with your needs and your expectations that they cannot be missed because that is the only way that they will be met you cannot we, we just talked about this you cannot expect your husband to understand what it's like to look after a house and a toddler and a postpartum mom who's taking care of a baby yeah you understand write it down Mm. that's great he will be so appreciative when he looks down and says three o'clock okay it's time for me to pick up the toys oh my gosh my Uh, husband loves
0: lists and honestly what he did he took um how long did he take off of work a month i don't know i think he took a month off
1: (laughs) are you asking me i don't know (laughs) i don't know
0: tell me i can't think right now um i think he took like a month off of work and what he did is i I wrote a list of the things that I needed going into the hospital during labor, Mm -hmm. um, coming home from the hospital, my expectations for – like I wrote down my expectations for coming home from the hospital. Sunny was with my mom, and I was like, I want to be home. I want to be settled in. I want to have already taken a shower. I want like a cold, giant water bottle. Um, I want the dogs to have settled down, and then I want Sunny to come in. I don't Mm -hmm. want her walking into chaos. I want her coming in when it's already all calm. We're all settled, and we're ready to just snuggle and be with her. Um, I really thought through all of it and I'm like, how can we make this as functional as possible? Because I also knew, you know, cause for a long time he was like, Oh, I'm going to take Sunny, We're going to go we'll have all this fun. And I'm like, but then I don't want to just be at home alone with Ledger, like in a dark room, you know? And so like talking about that stuff ahead of time is yeah. so important. Yeah. He set little reminders on his phone throughout the day of like, okay, pick up the house. Okay. Do the dishes. Yep. And he would do that. And I felt so much more relaxed. And I told him at the end of his paternity leave i was like it's so refreshing to know that the world is can still function when i'm in bed mm-hmm. that just it took this weight off my shoulders because it's like although he's not going to be doing that every day he could mm-hmm. and i think that that just really clicked something in my brain of like okay when you don't feel like you're the most important person in regards to like the functioning of a household there's just a weight off of your shoulders yeah. and i'm like yeah, he he can have his own systems, but he begs me for lists. Even yeah. now, like we're traveling tomorrow, and he's like, "Make me a list. You know, what do you what do you want me to take off your off your plate tonight? Make me a list. Send it to me. You can on your notes app. You can share a note that's yep. like a collaboration mm-hmm. with another person, so they can you know. Um. So we're all about lists and discussing expectations in our household. And I've I don't think either of us have ever felt like it was, no, demanding or or mean. I think if anything maturity just helping it out you're yeah and I out. also think like maturity means I'm voicing my needs and my expectations unashamedly and I'm not waiting for somebody to read my mind I'm not living in resentment mm-hmm. I'm not um having all of these regrets because I can say hey this is what I need yeah and then another healthy person can say great I'm so glad you mm-hmm. said that so yeah
1: so if you are scared he's gonna think you're a brat just preface it with that just like yeah Hey, this job that I do every day, it's really hard and it's, you're a man. It's probably not in your wheelhouse, nor do I think it should be. So let me write all the things down Mm -hmm. that I think are going to need to happen to make it easier for you. I want to help you right now while I'm still pregnant thrive in my postpartum yeah. so that we can connect faster so that we can yeah. have a more peaceful and like
0: painting the picture of how important postpartum is because yeah. they don't like they don't, i told yeah. that i told that to my husband too i'm like i just feel like the way that you handle postpartum really sets you up for how you handle your first year of yeah. motherhood your first year and is postpartum yeah those early postpartum mm-hmm. days
1: totally paint yeah. the trajectory
0: yeah for your whole first um year. and i also just think like It's okay to want to be spoiled. It's okay to want to be served because you just did something so incredible and so brave and you're healing in more ways than one. Um, To ask for someone to serve you that signed up to serve you (laughs) is is okay yeah but like you said if you have any sort of fear of how it's going to come across it's such a good idea to just voice that up front yeah. i do that all the time i'm like i'm sorry like i do this to amanda all the time i be like i'm sorry if this is really high maintenance i don't want to be but
1: here blah 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 yeah
0: you know like just voice what you are afraid they're gonna feel <laughs> and then it's just i yeah. feel like it clears the air
1: yeah 100 and you're not a brat for doing that that's actually yeah. very smart
0: you're so smart totally everyone do should do that
1: yeah do that Mm-hmm. <laughs> let us know how it
0: goes think about like your dream situation for like labor pregnancy birth whatever it is and then invite your partner into that because mm-hmm. just like we talked about earlier they can't understand what that's like they have mm-hmm. no clue so help them help them understand and help them he- help
1: them help you i'm just thinking about my husband right now and how much i take for granted that i don't have to explain any of that <laughs> yeah like all he 90 percent of his patient base is women with children and he like helps them through birth mm-hmm. and pregnancy and
0: yeah i know that's like definitely a unique situation yeah
1: anyways sorry i just being introspective there yeah <laughs> um
0: right. that's yeah that's all that we had i mean a lot of them were repeats yeah. and a lot of them we like really dove into on our last episode but that's
1: okay, we are at an hour we always do it somehow <laughs> all right so next week um next week we are releasing an episode that we recorded a few weeks ago actually and it is all about transitioning your baby from co-sleeping into their own bed and and i say all about it i mean it's mine and jesse's experience and perspective so
0: i also feel like it was a pretty quick episode wasn't it Mm, i don't know it's a lot shorter than i think it's like 30 minutes was it yeah which is weird no way. because yeah, it was right I'll before believe it, it was right it. before we were gonna have our friends over. Oh yeah, so we're like, let's get it done and Ledger was here. <laughs> Amanda was sitting there Manda was here.
1: Um, but we will have a Q&A episode. Should we do a Q&A episode after that? Totally. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Well, I guess we'll see how much content we get. But yeah, yeah. I just think that co sleeping is the biggest question box yeah. in our DMs, specifically
1: transitioning from co-sleeping. I know, but we were both very specific in the episode. So I don't know yeah. how many questions will it will we'll see. If it's we a lot of questions, see. we'll release another episode. If it's not, we'll just do like a Q&A on our stories. Yeah. Whatever. We could, we could we'll just like loosely.
0: merge it in with something else.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> I'll see you next week.
0: <laughs> our intros and outros just get less and less classy. It's just like, uh, like we don't even, did we even say welcome to the Motherhood Collective? I did.
1: I did. We just start talking. Yeah, we were talking. That's and great. Then, and then I said it. Oh okay. so. We have intro and outro music. I know. We don't need to do it again. We don't need it. It's fine. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. And remember that you were chosen to be the mother of your
1: children. And you are exactly where you need to be. See See you next next week. week.